the footsteps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Krita, your host. Welcome to the program. It's my privilege to uh, have uh, another guest today, which I will introduce to you, and you will be blessed to hear his story. My guest is Don Figert. Don, welcome to the program. Thank you, Nick. It's very nice to have you with us, Don, and I appreciate your time. And I know that this was planned for quite a while, but this is the day when uh, you all will be able to share your walk with Jesus. May God bless you and bless also our listeners to be able to be encouraged by your story. Would you like to just share with us your walk with Jesus? Oh, thank you, Nick. Yeah, so this is uh, it's an account of my of my conversion and that of my of my family, uh, the Figuets. Um, all of my forebears belonged to the Lutheran faith, and most of them were of German uh, descent, originating from Silesia, which used to be a part of what was once known as Prussia. And many other German settlers who migrated to South Australia in the mid 1800s were also from Silesia. Among those who settled in the Brossa Valley were a few who had questions about uh, their uh, Lutheran f- uh, beliefs. Uh, some of these, uh, p- uh, these people uh, carefully uh, read their Bibles and were aware of differences between what the Bible taught and what their church taught. Uh, my maternal uh, grandmother's relatives, the Rathals, were among those who questioned the beliefs of the Lutheran Church. And in 1915, they became Seventh-day Adventists, along with several other families, much to the disappointment of their Lutheran friends and neighbours. It appears that my grandmother also had an uh, interest in what the Adventists believed, as she was aware of some of the prophecies from the book of Daniel, of the second coming of Jesus, and of the end of the world. These things she had shared with my mother. In 1948, uh, my oldest sister, Lottie, with her husband and family, attended a lecture program in Murray Bridge run by an evangelist, Pastor J.W. Kent. Lottie was interested in what she heard, but she still clung to her Lutheran faith. My oldest brother, Clem, had married a rather staunch Methodist lady, but both were searching for truth. Their first contact with Seventh-day Adventists was with a pastor, Parmenter, who called on them during the Appeal for Missions campaign, and they became acquainted. About the same time, in 1952, the Jehovah's Witnesses began studying with Clem and Rowe. Clem was very enthusiastic about what he was learning and shared this enthusiasm with a, with a gentleman at the local cattle sales market. This gentleman happened to be Norm Green, who was the head elder of the local Seventh-day Adventist Church in Murray Bridge. Norm invited Clem to have Bible studies, and so it was. Each week, 
the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Seventh-day Adventists argued with them until the subject of the uh, Trinity came up. A norm clearly showed from the Scriptures that Jesus Christ was not a created being. Uh, this uh, ended uh, the studies with the, the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. At around uh, this time, uh, my brother uh, Bill was working as a builder's uh, labourer in Murray Bridge, and Clement Road invited him to join them in the Bible studies. And just uh, soon after, another brother, Fred, uh, came to Murray Bridge to help Clem on his property. Fred was on, ho- uh, on holiday leave from Emmanuel College, and he too joined in with the Bible studies. Fred was especially interested in history, but he had learned about this Seventh-day Sabbath, and so when he returned to Emmanuel College, he, he asked his teachers about the change of the day of worship from the, from the Seventh-day Sabbath, which is Saturday, to Sunday. The teachers did not come up with a satisfactory answer. Although Fred was in his final year of study to be a minister, he quit and continued to study with the Seventh-day Adventists. The result was that Clem, Bill and Fred, along with Roe, were baptised by Pastor J.W. Kent. Prior to this, my mother, aware that her children had been studying with the Adventists, made her way from Canberra, which is on the, on the Murray Flats where we lived, down to Murray Bridge, with the intention of straightening out a straying brood. She was given a little, a little book entitled Straightening Out Mrs. Perkins which was an account of something similar to what my mother was trying to do with her children. I have to say that my mother had been brought up in a good Christian home. Her mother knew about good health principles and she practiced temperance. Her father was a respected district councillor of the region. My mother felt that it was important that her children follow in the tradition of her family values and beliefs. Now that little book set her thinking. Well, on the day of their baptism, Bill and Fred decided to travel from Murray Bridge to Cambrai as it was Mum's birthday. Bill had a motorbike, and with Fred as the pillion passenger, they set off. They had not gone far when there was a nasty accident and the motorbike was made like inoperable. But the boys were okay and so they contacted Norm Green to see if he could help them. And of course, I mean Norm was, I mean, was glad to assist to take them to Canberra but he took along with him some materials in the hopes of giving a Bible study with my parents. Norm gave a Bible study 
and the prophecy found in Daniel chapter 2. I was 11 years old at the time and did not actually part- participate in the study, but I certainly remembered my father indignantly accused Norm Green of sheep stealing, that is, trying to make the converts of people from other religions. And my dad ordered Norm off the property. Nevertheless, Norm come again the following week and was preparing to take a study on the 2,300-year prophecy which my mother had heard about from her mother. But suddenly, my father appeared carrying a gun and again ordered Norm to leave. Norm left, but contacted a German Adventist pastor from Birdwood, Pastor C.H. Rickman, to see if he would visit my parents at their home. Pastor Rickman, of course, spoke fluent German and got on well with my parents who also spoke German. And soon they began Bible studies together. Now, one of our neighbours who lived a few kilometres away, Don Bowman, also attended the church at Birdwood and he was told about a Mrs. Figgett who needed a lift to attend the church on Saturday. Her mum enjoyed her first encounter with the Adventists at Birdwood that Saturday morning. But the Bowmans wanted to stay on after lunch for a youth meeting. Although anxious about getting home, her mother was quite glad to stay. On the return trip, about a mile from home, the Bowman's car spluttered to a stop. Her mother simply got out and hurried home across the neighbours' paddocks to prepare tea for the family. That night she told of her day's experiences, and my dad and I listened with interest. Now my brother Bill had decided to return to Cambrai to live. He was interested in farming and gardening and soon made an agreement with Don Bowman to do share farming on the Bowman's property. The venture was successful and Bill earned enough money to purchase an old Erskine buckboard, a kind of utility. From then on, most Saturdays, we would revel to church at Birdwood. Bill and Mum in the front and Dad and me in the elements on the back. Equally distant from our home town of Cambrai were Birdwood, Manham and Nuriutpa and in each of these towns was a a Seventh-day Adventist church who worshipped on Saturday. Once on a visit to the Manon church, I met the Hennig family, including a boy, Len, 
about my age who attended the Cambrai School. Other Hennigs um, had the school bus a, a contract to transport children to and from school from a little village near the River Murray. Uh, anyway, we enjoyed mixing uh, with all the Adventist people in these uh, three churches and found them to be friendly and welcoming. We also continued to have studies with Pastor Rickman. We are going to take a short break here. Please stay with us. I'll play a song and we'll be back in just a minute. Thank you. 
your life the highs and the lows he fashioned so carefully. It may be a difficult melody. It may be a song you don't know. But God is your writer. He will hold you tighter, and He will never let go. You're special to Jesus. So special to Him. He loves you. Welcome back. That was Jianin Orwa with a special song, You Are Special for Jesus. Is that wonderful? And Don Figert is our guest today, sharing his walk with Jesus. Let's hear what he has to say furthermore. One day, Dad announced he was no longer going to have anything to do with those Adventists. But, of course, the following Sunday, Pastor Rickman showed up, but Dad was nowhere to be seen. He could well have had, uh, had a drink of port, which was kept in a keg in the barn. any rate, Pastor Rickman went in search for Dad and found him sweating away at chopping wood. A good pastor offered to give him a hand, and this helped to break down the barrier. Pastor Rickman tactfully inquired why my dad had decided not to associate with the Adventists anymore. Finally, Dad said he had a dream. He saw my mother taking part in a communion service in the Adventist Church, and that a being of supernatural appearance had told Dad not to have anything to do with Adventists. Pastor Rickman kindly and gently explained to Dad from the Bible about good and bad dreams. At last, Dad saw the light and joined the Bible study after Pastor Rickman had prayed with him. On Sunday night, our family gathered around the wireless to listen to a religious broadcast called The Voice of Prophecy. It was an Adventist program, and the speaker was Pastor L.C. Naden. Now, hearing Ruth via the Bible studies as well as on the radio convinced my family to leave the Lutheran Church and join the Adventists. The Lutheran minister, Pastor Riedel, called the Adventists Farikta Juden, that is, crazy Jews, and tried to convince us that the Ten Commandments had been abolished but we were convinced otherwise. After all, 
had not the God himself written these Ten Commandments with his own finger on imperishable tables of stone, and Jesus himself reminded us to keep his commandments if we love him. Further, convicting us of truth was a book called uh, The Great Controversy Between Christ and Satan, Between Good and Evil. This book augmented our newfound belief. In reading this book, we were, amongst many other things, I mean, amazed at the, at the role of Martin Luther in beginning the Protestant Reformation and the Reformers who followed, and that the Seventh-day Adventist Church also had a vital role in restoring, like apostolic, truth. And so, you see, we had a hunger for truth and a hunger to have a right relationship with God. We were invited to be baptised, and so Mum, Dad and I were baptised by immersion on February the 22nd, 1953, with another family um, who was also baptised by Pastor Reekman. Now, before being baptized, I heard something at a large Adventist convention known as camp meeting about dying daily. Now, that puzzled my young mind. Now, the following week, I heard a stirring sermon about people committing their lives to Christ. I realized that, indeed, I was a sinner and needed God's grace and forgiveness. There was an altar call, and full of emotion, there was tears streaming down my face. I stepped forward and joined others in front of the congregation and committed my life to Christ. That was a turning point in my life. We became members of the Birdwood Seventh-day Adventist Church, and uh, within Two years, um, my parents had decided to retire at a silver farm um, and to move to Birdwood. In those final years at Cambrai, of course, I was still at school, and school children at that time attended a weekly half-hour religious instruction lesson conducted by some of the various local clergy. My friend... Len and I attended classes provided by the Baptists and later the Congregationalists. And one year we had many Bible quizzes, and I loved quiz time. My knowledge of the Bible was good, and and between us, Len and I won most of the quizzes. By this time, I had also completed a junior a Bible correspondence course offered by the Voice of Prophecy, a radio program. I must pay tribute to what I previously had had learned in Sunday school in a Lutheran church. I was interested in the lessons, and they probably grounded me for my future. A walk with Jesus. 
another sister, Nita, uh, was baptized in, uh, in the following year, in 1954. And she and, uh, and my brother Fred uh, both were involved in training as nurses. Anita became a nursing assistant, but Fred switched courses and became a teacher, serving in the South Pacific countries of New Britain and uh, the Admiralty Islands, as well as Australia. Anita married a newly baptized Christian gentleman, Ron Clark. Anita and Ron have done a huge amount of voluntary community service for others and have improved and upgraded school facilities in Vanuatu and the Kiribati Islands, besides providing clothes and other necessary items. And my brother Bill graduated from the Agricultural Science course at the West Australian Missionary College. And in 1958, I also graduated from the same course at this college. Both Bill and I have worked at the various jobs, including working at the Sanitarium Health Food Company in Adelaide, where I worked most um, of my life. And my brother Clem, along with his wife, were involved in, uh, in the church life for many years. I myself have been uh, involved in, uh, in the local church life uh, for several decades, and, uh, uh, and at the moment I am still involved in several uh, church responsibilities. Although uh, uh, this is my story, it is my family's story, how through Learning the truths of the Bible by believing them and applying them, my parents and us children, except one, became baptized and were actively involved as Seventh-day Adventist Christians. But more than that, as a family, the figures have positively contributed to the well-being of many individuals and society in general. I believe the Holy Spirit led us to a higher understanding of of God's holy word and a greater appreciation of what has been been done for fallen humanity uh, through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As I look back, consider other things that brought about changes in myself and my family and the many blessings that God has, uh, has, uh, has bestowed upon us. I give thanks for what the Lord has done for me and how he worked in my life. I hope you, like us, will follow where God leads you, and if you are convicted of what is right, don't be afraid to stand up for Jesus. Jesus stood up. For you, like us, I 
I urge you to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Don, thank you very much for uh, that invitation to all of our listeners, not to be afraid, but to follow God, to follow Jesus. Don, it was so nice to have you with us, and I wish you. you all God's blessings uh, to yourself and your family, and uh, may God uh, continue to uh, lead you and use you to reach out to many other people. Thank you very much, Nick. Until next time, don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.